Welcome to Catholic Stuff You Should Know, a J10 initiative. Hey, welcome to the podcast. Father John, Joe, Catholic Stuff You Should Know. That's right, baby. Needing to spice up the morning uh, lift here. We got our cup of coffee in us. We got the spiritual exercises in hand. Yes. We're ready to go. Pink book. I know, on the cover. Seriously. That's right, man. Ignatius would not be happy. Simplicity. Simplicity. It is fantastic. So how are you doing five days now into your life? and? Yeah, last time we recorded it was six days. Oh, was it? Yeah. <laughs> we went back a day. Back to the future. Welcome back. It's great. Honestly, this past weekend was the best weekend of my life. I'm pretty sure. It was just so beautiful. I've never experienced anything like it. I mean, I guess anybody would say that about like their wedding day. And for me, it was kind of like, you know, I laid down my life, made lifelong promises to the church, chastity or celibacy and divine office and obedience to the bishop and uh life is given it's no longer mine it's just yeah. awesome it was a beautiful moment it's really cool so Quite, was, we're going to be talking about this for a lot of weeks on the podcast me, it was amazing uh gobel probably wouldn't want want you to hear it but me and him were just like crying like babies next to each other when we were walking in we walked we walked in and we sat we were sitting next to each other for the beginning of the ordination how it starts for those who haven't been to one before is you know you process people in. walk in That's you walk in imagine that and um the ordinandi will be sitting in the front pew, and then after the homily, the ordination rite takes place. You get ordained, and then after that, you finish the ordination as deacons for the mass. You know, right? So the first half of it, I was layperson in the pew, and uh, I, everything was just hitting me like crazy. It was beautiful. It was just the most beautiful liturgy I've ever seen. Um, and uh, sitting next to Goble, which was really cool. And who was behind you? <laughs> Father John. Yes. And uh, other Mike. priests. Father Mike. And Father Mike, we got right. randomly, randomly sat behind him. Yeah, nice that was little, really cool. Nice little gift. Um, but yeah, we got ordained, and then we went up and uh, finished the mass as deacons, and uh, it was just beautiful. But I'm glad I got all my I got all my tears out before the ordination rite itself. So by the time I got up there, I could actually hold it together. As Tim Pinnock was says that was just your awesomeness coming out, yeah. <laughs> awesomeness pouring out. Yeah, right. Um, no, but it, yeah, was, it was awesome. Yeah. It was yeah. You guys were definitely looking very emotional at the uh, first part there when I saw you. Good emotional. Yeah, it was Good beautiful. Emotional. I was it was yeah. just, I was just overwhelmed. So my heart is very full. Um, Lord is very good, and my whole family was around. They're all gone now. So I'm I'm a deacon, and I am alone. You are the order of service. So I'm out of coffee. If you don't mind. That's right. Well, I only have a couple drops left. So. Yeah, I'm just joking. Anyway, to the topic. To the topic. So we are returning to our go-to book, the spiritual exercise. When in doubt, yep. I know we have we used. Uh, have you done one on the, the long retreat? I've done only one on the examine. You've done one. The, I'm just joking. You're right. <laughs> no, I know we did the two standards with yep. Garansky yep. and Doctor Lillis. We did. Uh, you guys did discernment of spirits uh-huh. back I think in the that's day. It. That's it. Okay. It's hard to so know. This is the third spiritual exercises from one book we're getting three podcasts i know that's pretty impressive we could get a lot more this thing is the best it is awesome um so this book ignatius wrote if you know i'm sure we talked about it before he wrote um as a long retreat 30-day silent retreat which john and i have both made while in the seminary and um and what we're going to talk about today is just something he talks about in the beginning of the retreat. He mm-hmm. kind of gives offers these tools yes. for to be used throughout the entire 30 days of the retreat. Um, one of them is the discernment of spirits, the rules for discernment of spirits. And uh, the second one is, yeah, we're good. The sec- I'm a little nervous that it's not <laughs> recording after our last little I know, we had a few minutes ago. We had three times we had to stop. M-Audio. M-Audio. I'm going to kill you. So okay. discernment of spirits is one. And the second one is... 
the method he has for making an a, a examination of conscience gotcha. or the examine prayer as the right. Jesuits call it. Right. Uh, there's a great book on this, which I'm not going to really reference at all besides this, but my father, Tim Gallagher, yep. uh, oblate and, mm-hmm. uh, the, it's just called the examine prayer. He's written a bunch. Actually, have you ever met this guy? Really good guy. I met him when I was on retreat. Mm-hmm. He, uh, I happened to run into him. He came where we were. Oh, in was, Boston. After our retreat, we were on retreat right before our ordination in Boston. And at the end of the retreat, we were hanging out in the Oblate's house having dinner, and he just came and sat next to me. And we started chatting, and then you know, like, oh. I was like, oh, what's your name? And he's like, oh, Father Tim Gallagher. I was like, you're Father Tim Gallagher? No I've way. read your books. Oh. Yeah, really, really humble man. Really yeah, kind. he is. He's, he's really very good. impressive. And a great, uh, These are, he's got a great series mm-hmm. on this stuff. I give that book to a lot of people. Really? Yeah. This book. It's a great, it's a great book. Discernment of Spirits. He also wrote, which is another great one. And it was funny. I was asking him how he started writing, and he said he just started studying the um, discernment of spirits, the rules for discernment of spirits, because he just found it helpful. And right. It's it's central to their charism, and uh, so he had actually thirty days, uh, like sabbatical or retreat day or whatever. So he just spent thirty days in this little room uh, in the house, actually the same floor I was staying on when I was there, huh. and just prayed in the chapel for thirty days and was studying and made all these notes about the sermon of spirits and started giving talks on it. And eventually his superior commanded him to, uh, under obedience to write a book about it. Wow. Cool. And he's like, I never thought I'd be writing books, but now this is kind of the main thing he does. And just really humble, really beautiful man. So, and he's given us a retreat next week for a Holy week, which is really sweet. That on, is really sweet on the exam. I think actually, so Very I probably cool. should have done this podcast after that. So no, I wouldn't no, have no, no. To say. when is timing ever better for to have this podcast <laughs> exactly. or research? That's right. Um, it's interesting about the examine prayer, though. Isn't I remember Father Gronsky saying that the Jesuits would say, even if you lose everything, you remember this? He yeah, said, yeah, yeah. Even if you lose all your prayer, you don't don't let go of the. You examine. never ever forsake the examine. Why would he say that? Because um, the examine is important. No, I'm just joking. The uh, I think that it's more important for the Jesuit to live an examined life um, than it is to practice mental prayer, to say the liturgy of the hours. Um, to, you know, it's the essence of the tradition of Ignatian prayer is rooted in the discernment of spirits hmm. and the examine is the discernment that's happening. Right. Because fundamentally the, the posture of Ignatian prayer is to say, what's going on in my soul? Hmm. What are the spirits at work? Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's primarily, um, a reflective and a receptive form of prayer instead of like, I need to go pray, you know, some kind of devotion or liturgy. I need to accomplish these things. It's just about knowing what's going on. So without the examine, you're literally not looking into the soul and understanding what's happening. Yeah, so yeah. I think without that's why the examine, you it. can't really pray and you can't really work for the kingdom of God. Right. And their mind, because this is where you know where the Spirit's leading, where he's speaking in prayer and where he's leading you. Right. Of your life. And as much as I love Ignatius and am a son of him spiritually, I find the examine to be like one more thing I have to do every day <laughs> yeah. instead of the center of everything. Interesting. It's really? kind of like... Oh, it's you know midnight again. I gotta pray evening prayer, night prayer, and I gotta make an exam. And it's like, <laughs> all right, Lord, uh, exam's yeah. gotta go. You know what I mean? Right. That's not good. No, it's he interesting. Sees it says like the it's the center. Yeah, I've gone through the same thing. I kind of go back and forth between really being really devoted to it and being like, shoot, you know, my exam is like thirty seconds of like, right. uh, I, I think I was good today. So, right. which is not good. Um, actually, one of the things I've found is that of all the forms of prayer. I feel like this is the most potent. Yes. It's kind of packed with real substance. Like if you have five minutes to pray, to do an examine in five minutes is actually way, I, I find it's way more powerful and helpful uh, as far as just tapping into where is the Lord in my life 
than anything else, than saying Hail Marys or totally. reading scripture. The exam is just, if you only have whatever, five, 10 minutes, it's a great way to pray. So just a short introduction to the exam and prayer. Uh, it's really simple. Mm-hmm. And it's it's similar to an examination of conscience. Usually when you hear examination of conscience, you think confession, walking through the Ten Commandments, and okay, how have I screwed up? Um, but this is a little different. So Ignatius gives five steps um, for how to do this, how to go about it. So if you're going to make the examination of conscience, and it's probably good to set aside if you're going to do this maybe five or ten minutes, uh, right. maybe a little longer, uh, 15 maybe. But um, these are his steps. And I've heard a, an additional step that Father Hellstrom threw in here. His first step was always just pray for the Holy Spirit. Do it to in your Father Hellstrom voice. Uh, uh, Joe, you need to pray to the Holy Spirit. This is my <laughs> shtick. Exactly. Okay, continue. Um, but he, he would say you should start all your prayer with the prayer of the Holy Spirit to guide you. But Ignatius doesn't talk about that. Maybe he assumes that. But his first point is the one to give thanks to God our Lord for the favors received. So the first thing before you're doing an examination gratitude. is gratitude. You start yeah. with gratitude, come to the Lord. Uh, and so how, how he how he does this, with every step, he says, go by, go throughout your day, hour by hour, or period by period, uh, and from the morning, from the time of rising until whatever time you're making this. And so um, a lot of people suggest to make the exam, and, well, the church has you do one if you do night prayer before you go to bed. But it's also good to do one uh, in the middle of the day at some point. I try to do one before Mass if, yeah, I, yeah, if yeah. I get there early enough. Um, around 12 o'clock, uh, just to break up the day and make it easy. Sometimes you go through your day and you can't remember anything. So he says, go through hour by hour, uh, looking at the different periods and uh, to give thanks to God uh, for the favors he's received, the graces he's received. So every little thing, big thing, whether it's an interior grace or something that's happened, that's great. Uh, but just to start with thanks. And then the second point he says is to ask for an additional grace. And the mm-hmm. last grace he asked for is to know my sins and to rid myself of them. So I think the reason that we don't like to do examine prayers or examination of conscience is because no one wants to sit around and think about their sins right. and pray for God. I mean, Scripture says no man finds fault in himself. And it is a, it's like a labor to look at yourself and start accusing yourself, um, or at least to say, to be honest about the ways that you're slipping up, you know? Right. And it just, it takes like energy and it's kind of painful, uh, but it's so important, one, for just ridding the sins from your life and also just to know yourself and to right. know God's mercy in your life. So so this is the second point. First, you ask for grace. Uh, you give thanks to God for the grace. Second is to ask for the grace to know your sins and to rid myself of them. And the third point is the main one where he says, it's to demand an account of my soul from the time of rising to the present examination. And he says, this is where he says, go over hour by hour. Um, and then he gives a method for doing this. He says, uh, first, you should look at your thoughts then your words, then your actions, huh. which I forget a lot of the time. Yeah. I usually just go through. But oh, that hel- it helps to break it up. If I can just catch my actions. I know, right? And this takes an incre- – I mean, this is this is why it takes energy. And you, I feel like the more you do this, the more you get better at it right. and more solicitude about you know what was going on in my head. Right. And he talks about there's different ways we can sin in our thoughts. Um, and sometimes our thoughts can be – we can have evil thoughts that are actually – moments of grace because mm-hmm. and he says he brings up times where you have a temptation to sin mortally or something like that and he says and if you immediately resist that sin and cast it out that's like a great grace right and that's like a great moment of um but if you kind of think about it and kind of take pleasure in the thought of the sin for a little bit uh and then maybe get rid of it he's like you know that that, that could be a venial sin right. there um so anyway there is he says, go through your thoughts and then go through your words, which I thought he has some uh, interesting points about words. He talks about the different ways we sin with our words, with our tongue. Uh, and the first one, he, the first main one he mentions is uh, idle words, which is interesting because he's like, this doesn't seem wrong. You know, he says, just talking about 
the weather. Um, right. And maybe this is part of Ignatius' extremeness. Um, but he talks about how everything we say and do should be for the good of something, whether for the good of ourselves or for the good of others. Right. If it's not, he's like, you're wasting your time. Uh, you're wasting your words. So that's the first one. I think he gets like worse and worse. So the, se- the second one he talks so about. So like when we talked about Justin Bieber this morning for like an hour, that was Well, see, for, for me, for me, that's like actually good for you because oh. for me it's like charity because this is something <laughs> I was really actually going to say that. Dang it. <laughs> Too fast. Exactly. Okay, go ahead. But the second one, lying, false testimony, detraction, sins of the tongue. Detraction. Detraction. Oh, detraction. I know. This is right. I confess this often. Mm-hmm. Detract. Does everybody know what detraction is? Do you think I... I, I didn't know this until I went to seminary, but detraction is where you say tr- true things in a way that's meant to slam people. Mm-hmm. And I find that that is just like, yeah. oh, man. You can just say the truth in such a way that is so uncharitable and really just takes a shot at their reputation. But it's true. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's evil. It's, it is evil. And it's true. It's divisive. Uh, I mean, detraction is not even as, worse, as bad as like gossip or slander where you're making up You're just things. making up stuff. Uh, but detraction is This is, is so not well. like, did you hear that Joe Doman mm-hmm. is obsessed with Justin Bieber? It's like Joe Doman <laughs> is obsessed with Justin Bieber. It's exactly. It's a great example. Got your back. So that Go. could be part of idle words. Uh, just saying things that aren't, aren't, you know, if you have nothing good to say, like your mom, what do I say? Don't say anything at all. Um, this is good. So when you're going through your day and you're thinking about this, what always helps me is just to, like, I'm in class half the day, so I can kind of... So it's idle thoughts. You know, <laughs> idle thoughts pretty much the whole class. But especially the periods in between class, I just right. think, okay, well, what was I doing? You know, who was I talking to? What was I saying? And that takes energy. Yeah. But it's really good just to just to kind of take account of them. So you tally these things up yeah. and you look at your life. And then he said you look at deeds. And he, the main guide for your deeds is just the Ten Commandments right. uh, and the teaching of the Lord about right. how we should act. Uh, so that's pretty straightforward. That's good. Um, Wait, which step are we on? This sounds like step 19 or something. This is all three. This is all. So the third point is to demand an account of your soul. Gotcha. Uh, of your sins. Gotcha. And first he says, go through thoughts, then words, then deeds. Gotcha. And so you've done all this. You've kind of been like, okay, I've done this. And this is after all the graces you've recounted that the Lord's given you in the day. Okay. So the fourth point, this is a five. So the fourth point, after you account, make an account of all your sins, will be to ask God pardon of the Lord for all your faults. Simple. And then the fifth point, is to resolve to amend with the grace of God. Resolution. Mm-hmm. Resolution. So yeah. really simple. And you close with an Our Father. So it's a really straightforward prayer. Um, but I think the important thing is, one, to ask for God's grace and helping you go through this and to guide you. Uh, and first to start with thanking him for the graces because otherwise it just becomes like you're flogging yourself right? Uh, and about how horrible of a person you right, are. And, right, right. you got to start with gratitude. you got to start with gratitude and the ways that the Lord is pouring out his goodness. And this is all this is all just to be, kind of learn to be more faithful to the Lord and right. more loving and more free. And we hate to do this because I like to think I'm a good person. Right. You know, so. I will say this about the examine. Yes. It has flourished in my life in times when I'm living a very ordered life. Hmm. i.e. before I started college chaplaincy. So <laughs> right. like when I would get to the chapel at noon and we had 1210 mass every day in the seminary, it was like, boom, make mm. an examine. And um, so it's just good. If you, a lot of people listen to this podcast are commuters, you know, you living a very ordered, regular life mm. of, you know, grinders, as a friend of mine said yesterday, um, we were just in the working world. But this, this is the order of that life, which can seem kind of stale and mundane at mm. times actually provides you with a beautiful way to live an examined life. Yeah. If you have the lunch hour at the same time every day and you do the same thing every day, you can fit this in. It's a great way. It's a great opportunity. And you can make an exam at the end of the day. I mean, it's just like, you know, there are advantages to not working with college students and, uh, (laughs) and living in seminary or being in like a, in the real world. It's a prime 
kind of prime thing to uh, to do. So. Especially if you like drive home every day on a commute. It's a great. I mean, if you have a ten minute commuter, if, if you're out of podcasts, if you're out of our, if you're podcast, out of podcasts, yeah. so, you know, the <laughs> podcasts are just idle words, you know. Oh yes. Um, and yeah, it's a great opportunity to do that. Yeah. So there's just some ideas. Uh, and the other thing I think uh, that Ignatius talks about, which is important, when he talks about thoughts, he says that there's three sources of our thoughts for the main part: uh, our ourselves, you know, our own imagination, the Lord, and the evil spirit. And he right. includes in the evil spirit like the world and the flesh. Um, and uh, part of the exam that's helpful when you're going through your thoughts is to recognize, and this is where it ties into discernment of spirits, is to recognize, okay, where is like the evil one speaking in my life? Right. You know, where is where are his attacks? And sometimes the more you do this, the more you recognize it. Be like, that was from the that was from the devil. Right. And the when you first encounter something, uh, a thought that comes to your mind, you might not think anything of it. You know, whether it's just something, some some sort of detraction about somebody that you're thinking about, or whatever. Um, but the evil one just slips things in there all the time. Yeah. And it's also good to be like, wow, this great, this this thought was like a holy thought. Maybe this was the Lord speaking. Maybe this was the Lord right. prompting my spirit totally. or something. And the more we become sensitized to that, the more we can really vibrate with every stirring of the spirit. Exactly. You know? And we should. We should be sensitive to these things. Right. Uh, and this is, for Ignatius, this is so central because you don't have this. Without the examined life and without ridding Sid from our life, we can't um, We can't even examine our consciences. Mm-hmm. We don't even, or we can't even live at the level of discernment of spirits. We right. don't even know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the last thing I'd say before we go to the email here, um, there is a spectrum that everybody kind of falls on between scrupulosity and liberality, I'd right. say. Um, we're kind of over here, you know, let's be honest. But if you're a scrupulous soul, you need to be very careful that your examines do not become just slamming yourself for things that aren't even sins. This is a right. very, very dangerous, mm-hmm. dangerous uh, and slippery slope that can happen in the spiritual life. And I've watched people um, go down that. So do not – you have to resist that and you have to kind of know yourself. Remember, you're starting with gratitude. You're invoking the Lord to give you the grace to know your sins. You're not trying to figure them out yourself. Mm-hmm. And then you're invoking the Lord to – um, pardon your sins. It's three of the five are him. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's Just remember point. that. So it's huge. Yeah. And if you want to, if you want to learn more about this, get this book. Cause it's great. I mean, it just helps you to highly recommend it. Yeah. Father know T. where the boundaries are and how to how tell to, him, so. you, tell him, you know, Joe Doman, the examined prayer, Ignatian wisdom for our lives today. Oh, there you go. That's what it's all about. Well, we'll see you guys next week and see any more week. thoughts, suggestions, insults, comments, whatever. We will take them. Catholic stuff podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.